Hello, friends. Welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton, and joining me today, as always, is our show's awesome producer, Amanda Foster. What's up? Today, we are talking about type three paths. We are in our series talking about Enneagram paths, the arrows of growth and stress or integration and disintegration. Those are ways that it has typically historically been described. We are talking about it just as path numbers because really over time, people have come to see through the Enneagram that we take on positive and negative characteristics of both of those numbers. And I think it's a little bit confusing to call them growth and stress paths because we can, it it makes it seem like you only take on characteristics of your stress number if you're in a very stressful season, or you only take on characteristics of your growth number in seasons when you're doing your absolute best, or as like an end goal. And people kind of can tend to use it as a determining marker of like, oh, I'm doing really well, I'm doing really bad, depending on how many characteristics of each of those paths numbers they relate to. And really we can take on characteristics of either of those numbers multiple times throughout the day. We are very multifaceted people and our personalities are full of all these different pieces, all these different sides to us that don't seem to go together, but yet they do. And when we look at it quite so categorically of like, this is our our growth number and our stress number and our dominant number and our wings number. And we don't think about the fact that all of those, those characteristics of all those numbers are connected to who we are. They're different, different expressions, different sides of who we are. And that, that can be, skills can be drawn from each number when, when we don't look at it that way as, as being quite so connected, we look at it more categorically and linearly rather than dynamically, then we tend to box people in and not give them room to be the fullness of who they are. And we end up kind of silencing different parts of who people are, especially if they've been labeled one thing or another, or they've been praised for one aspect of their personality and then disregarded for another. They may completely shut down a whole side of who they are. And so really in learning about these paths and learning how to grow, we are learning how to be healthy within our own type, the the best of our dominant number, and then use our paths numbers, um, whether they're originally signified growth or stress numbers to learn how to balance ourselves out and come heal. And as we come in contact with a different side of our personality. That's all good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's good. I think like for me, so when I originally, um, tested, I took a test for the Enneagram. Um, I'm a three, but the test told me that I was probably a nine, And so for me, I wonder, is that a bad thing? Did I learn good, just like really, really lean into the nine? Or was it really like, because the nine is usually like the stress number for the three. Yeah. And we'll talk about that, except not as a stress number. But I'm just wondering, Yeah. you know, did was that more of a negative thing than a positive thing? Yeah. No, I think being a three, that has a lot of nine characteristics that doesn't make, that's not a negative or a positive. It's just a different aspect of who you are. And so I think that connection can help make sense of 
why like you are like dominant three, you're connected to nine through that path. And so it makes sense. I think we, we lean into different, different aspects of our personality and different seasons as we need it in order, whatever coping mechanisms we need or what we need to adapt or to, um, to be our best in, in the season that we're in. So I think as a three, probably there were many times in your life that you needed to choose to make peace and to let go of what you wanted, like in order to, to keep going in order to cope. Mm -hmm. But also it could point to some really good things of a gift for seeing different perspectives and valuing different perspectives, even as a three. And that's something I really see in you. Also, what's interesting, and I feel like it kind of reflects that chain, like, or that as well, was, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but I had just taken strength finders, Mm -hmm. and my strengths have changed since, like, I think it was like a decade before that I (laughs) took it. And so, and it probably changed around the same time that I took that test, because one of my strengths was, like, adaptability, I think, and... Um, before my top strength was competition. And then I was like, now I have adaptability and competition is not in any of my top five strengths. And then I also like was showing a lot of these nine qualities, which I feel like is very adaptability (laughs) is probably more. Well, and I think it's what you've needed for the season that you're in. I mean, we've talked on the podcast uh, before about how you you and Lyric are built, like you're renovating a house. It's been a, it's been a year and a half long process. It's (laughs) like, and it's, it's definitely a, it takes letting go of your expectation of like how you want things to go or wanting things to be done a certain way where Mm -hmm. the three usually takes charge and directs and is, this is what's going to happen. You've had to learn to adapt and be able to go with the flow and just let things go Mm -hmm. because it's just the season that you're in. And so I think, um, strength finders is so interesting, but I, I think it shows us how we pull on different strengths of our personalities in different seasons in order to adapt to what the season demands of us. Yeah. I know for me, I, as a seven, I have a lot of characteristics of one. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to think that was a bad thing. And somebody like tried to tell me I was a one once. And I was like, no, you don't understand how messy my house is. There's no way I'm a one. <laughs> I also like going to school with you because mm-hmm. we went to college together. And it was a thing. <laughs> um when I knew you back then, I didn't know you super well, but that like one vibes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One vibes. Yeah, that was a thing. Like I am all of these things Mm -hmm. and we are not just one thing. And I think that's what I'm trying to get at in this series on paths is these are different sides, different expressions of our personality and people have all of this, all these, all these different colors and shades of who they are that are just this beautiful, unique expression of God's image. Mm-hmm. And when we can look at people that way and not expect just one thing of them, but 
approach people with curiosity and compassion to learn more about them and to hear them and to help them feel seen and known and encouraged. And we, we choose to discover people instead of assume that we already know them. Yeah, That's my heart in teaching the Enneagram mm-hmm. is that we learn enough of the similarities and differences between us that we stop assuming and boxing people in and actually approach people with love and concern and compassion and curiosity. So talking about Enneagram type three paths. So three is connected to nine and six. Nine, six, and three make up a little triangle on the Enneagram. They're so fun. Yes. <laughs> and we've, we talked about this in a couple other episodes that these are called the anchor points in the centers of intelligence, which we will get to in another episode. So if you don't know what that means, we'll get to it eventually, I promise. But um, there's head, heart, and gut, and they are all in the middle of their center of intelligence. Mm -hmm. So the number in the middle of it, they're right in the middle of that, but they're, they're the most disconnected from the thing that drives them the most. So for... So weird. It is weird. Um, so for the three, um, a three is most driven by their heart, but they're the least connected to their emotions and their own did you did you read the thing i sent you earlier ah no <laughs> okay i have to read you this okay so this is from uh sacred pathways anyway there's things that i absolutely love about this book and things about christopher hewitt's that i'm just not a fan of but um it's a really great very um poetically written book about the Enneagram. I think it's a really fascinating take. But um, anyway, uh, I loved how he worded some things about the three in, in describing it as an anchor point. So one of the anchor points located in the middle of the feeling center, threes are the most disconnected from their own hearts and often the most distant of all Enneagram types from their own dreams, feeling an internal drive to accomplish the unrealized dreams of their caregivers, which is so interesting. Which made me really what? <laughs> made me really wonder if I was a three for a minute. Like, <laughs> oh, that just like hit that struck too many chords. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, so <laughs> um, not to dive into like your own like personal history or winning or whatever, but um, <laughs> as the anchor point. That's what we were talking about. We were talking about anchor points. Three, six, and nine are anchor points. They are all each other's path numbers. And three is the most driven by their heart, the least connected to it, the least connected to their own dreams. And like uh, Christopher Hewitt said in his book, Sacred Pathways, they can be the least, they, they tend to take on the unrealized dreams of their parents. Um, so it can make it hard for them to know who they are at their, their true self, their most authentic self. They also have a tendency to be a little chameleon like. So having real authenticity with their own emotions, dreams, desires, um, is a real struggle for the three that is right in the middle of the heart triad. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I feel like... Is it light-headed in here? (laughs) (laughs) That just, it's just too, it's too real. Okay, like, 
my dad was a musician and a worship leader. <laughs> and I have done both those things. Yeah. And learned his, learned his trade of being um, a children's entertainer and puppeteer. <laughs> yeah. And you were great at all those things. I was really and still am great at all those things. I don't do all those things, but I'm yeah. great at them. Yeah. But you'll never know if those were your dreams or his. Hmm. I know some of them are. One yeah. of them is. Yeah. I know my dream is not to be a children's entertainer. Yes. That was just, that was good money when it was, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I had to like process some stuff myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. But like what is really hard for me to understand is that threes are driven by their heart. Mm-hmm. But like not connected to it. Yep. Like, that just makes me feel like the picture in my mind is, I don't know why, it's like the gladiators, you know, like those like little carriage things that they drive. What's that called? Chariot. Chariot. Yep. (laughs) It's like I'm in a chariot and my heart is the thing in front. It's the horse driving the the chariot. And it's, and I have no control over it whatsoever. Or I don't even know where it's going. Yep. What does that even mean? Yep. So that's the way most threes live. And and they they do tend to just work a lot because what else are you gonna do? What else are you gonna do? If you know, um, but if you think about it, you know, threes are really driven. They want they want to be admired, they want to be successful, they want they believe people will admire and appreciate and respect them for the success, for the things that they achieve. And there's truth to that. Like our culture definitely yep. gives a groundwork. This for, culture for sure. Oh yeah. And to, I guess to buy every, into that. Like, yeah. like we I mean, there's 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 plenty of reason for them to believe that that's true. And and there's and they will get some validation and some affection and admiration from yeah. achieving things. Yeah. Um, the world kind of just reinforces that false belief that who they are at their core isn't worth being loved just for being, but they they believe they have to do in order to be loved and receive love. And so... <laughs> <laughs> I should have, like, had a, had a drink before this or something. <laughs> We should have done like a like a rehearsal run, <laughs> so that way it wasn't hitting you fresh. Like I feel like my heart is just sitting right here. <laughs> it's just right it's there. so good. But the great thing is, is with that that whole analogy of like the chariot and the, the gladiator and the chariot with the heart being the horse and being out of control. Um, <laughs> really, for the three, the path to six and to nine is getting in touch with, um, for moving to type six, it's facing their fears, facing fear of rejection, facing their fears in a really honest way that allows them to get in touch with their emotions. And with the path to nine, it's being able to value who they are just being, to have a healthy work-life balance, to value relationships over task and rest over just working to achieve, but choosing to just be and appreciate life and, and be able to be like receive love for who they are. Yeah. Um and and embracing different perspectives. So we're gonna dive into all of that. Um, but that's that's what those those paths are. It's it's in that 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 whole horse scenario, it's 
the, the gladiator getting building relationship with the horse. <laughs> yeah. You know, because if it's just some random horse that they they don't know, they don't understand, yeah. then they are going to feel really out of control mm-hmm. and it is going to cause a lot of anxiety and a lot of chaos. But if they've trained that horse and built relationship with it and helped it grow up, if the horse in the analogy is actually your inner child and you're doing the work of processing your deeper emotions and facing your fears and giving yourself permission to rest and to play and to be loved for who you are and you're helping that inner child mature then yeah then you can move in harmony with yourself and be so powerful as an individual mm-hmm. <sighs> sounds great okay so for threes taking the path to nine, um, when they lean into this whole other side of their personality, they may grow in their ability to balance work and rest and grow to value and appreciate who they are outside of what they accomplish or achieve. They might make choices that prioritize building authentic relationships over working towards goals. They grow in their awareness of their physical bodies and the present moment. They may slow down and release control and expectations of how fast and in what way things move forward or things are accomplished. They may grow in their ability as leaders to include others in the process in a way that makes people feel valued and invested in instead of just merely directing people, which a three has a tendency to do. They're great organizers, great directors, great leaders, but the the nine side of their personality really, they lean into that inclusivity of the nine and they grow in their ability to value others' perspectives and opinions and bring people in to be a part of it, to do it together. They grow in learning to trust their gut in decision-making and integrate different perspectives as they come to their own conclusions. Also on the path to nine, because we all take positive and negative characteristics of our path numbers, um, they can take on unhealthy characteristics of nine in response to feeling overwhelmed, unsure of themselves, or feeling like they overstepped in their competitiveness in a way that hurt relationships with others. They might choose to numb out their feelings or fears, uh, approaching life with a complacent attitude that is very very unlike them, like who you know yeah. a three to be. Like threes, threes when they are at their best and thriving, they're rarely complacent. So you know, like, oh, you're taking, you're borrowing some unhealth of another another side of your personality right now in order to cope with something specific. I would say that's a really easy one to point out too in a three because yeah. it's just so polar opposite. Oh yeah. It's like so not what you expect. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, who who is this person? Like yeah. <laughs> you as care three, about everything. <laughs> yeah. As a three who's like gone through that, it also it throws yourself off. Like mm-hmm. because you're like usually wanting to get all this stuff done and you have like you you know your list of goals for the day or for the yeah. week and you know exactly what they are and when that turns off it's it's hard to find that motivation yeah. and but it's it's like a snowball effect because then you get overwhelmed and then you're yeah. like well I don't know the list and then you're like well I don't know the list yeah so then it's just like eh. and then you just kind of feel like I think it's very easy for for threes on the path of nine, especially if they're going to nine because they have fears or feelings that they don't know what to cope with. So they're going to nine to rest because they can't mm-hmm. just keep moving forward right. and the keeping moving forward isn't working anymore. Then it, it kind of, it, they, they, it's easy to feel lost and to get lost in that sense of like, 
I'm not sure of anything, so I'm just going to stay here and numb. Yeah. Um, which is hard. And I think, you know, all the types have that dynamic within their personality makeup in one way, shape, or form, um, borrowing on a different part of their personality in order to numb or check out. Yeah, check out. There's there's so many different ways that different numbers do that, different personality types do that, but everybody can relate to that. And that's just what it looks like for the three. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so... I feel like I say that a lot. I say that makes sense on this podcast. I feel like that could be like a drinking game. (laughs) so for the threes moving on a path to type six this whole other side of their personality they tend to take the time to pause reflect face their fears which opens a door for them to more authentically process their feelings and desires um so really because going to six which six is they're right in the middle of the head triad. Mm -hmm. They are the anchor point of the head triad. So they're the most connected to their thoughts and the least trusting of their own conclusions. So they, they, they think through worst case scenarios. They're always processed, very aware of what they're afraid of. Um, right. And, and trying to mentally prepare for it. Um, this the path for a three two six is choosing to own up to and face their fears, which takes time and introspection, facing fear of rejection, um, and can be quite painful for a three. It's really good, actually. Yeah, and and but once they face those fears, once they look it in the face and they're honest with themselves about it, and it it doesn't overwhelm them because fear is such a complicated thing because, um, I 100% believe there is, um, a spirit of a fear and that's such a spiritual phrase, but I think there is anxiety that, that can attack people that is, you can, uh, and should respond to in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, a lot of fear that's valid because life is scary and yeah. fear is natural and it's a part of life. And being honest with yourself about what you're afraid of and why it actually takes away the power of the fear and the influence that it has in your life. If you're afraid of rejection, if you're afraid of failure, if you're afraid of being filled with regret or missing out or, um, or of death itself, what, whatever that fear is, um, being alone, when you actually choose to face that and why you feel those things and preferably in the company of a trained therapist, but, um, a journal in the presence of God is effective as well. (laughs) Um, but it's like, you can either hike with like a trail guide or or wing it with some bear spray. Yeah. You know, both. One, One might be a little safer than the other. Yes. Yes. And depending on how long you've gone without actually processing your fears, you really may want to be with a therapist in order to, to open yeah. that door. Um, so I'm a huge fan of therapy. It's changed my life. Please, please go see a therapist. Like I'm yes. Um, but, uh, in facing those fears, you're taking the power away from it and, 
and right. being able to be honest with yourself about what it is and why it's there. And when you do that, it, it doesn't look nearly as scary. It's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't have near the power over your life when yeah. you choose to face it head on. Yeah. And I, I picture like, you know, you're scared of a monster in your closet and then you actually go and turn the light on and it's a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Perfect analogy. Amanda over here with all the great analogies. I just love analogies. It's how <laughs> it's how I literally understand the world. It's just through It's analogies. very helpful. I will probably use your analogies over and over in the future. They're probably going to make their way into a book. That's great. Yeah. It could be like analogies by Amanda section. Yes. yes. <laughs> Have like a little diagram a with little like the appendix. picture and then like. I love it. Be like That's analogy so by Amanda. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> okay. Rabbit trail. Um, we were talking about facing your fears. Oh, right. And so it's also a great way to remember things because you have a picture in your mm-hmm, mind mm-hmm. of what you were just talking <laughs> yes. about. So for the type three in facing their fears, once they can move past that, then that opens the door for them to really process their emotions and and their grief, their disappointment, their like to be able to move through those in a really honest, like helpful way where they're not just, you know, being driven by a wild horse, but they're in relationship with their emotions, healing and growing. Mm -hmm. And so that's that connection to six. Okay. So also for threes moving to six, they become less focused on their own image and achievements and more focused on how they can contribute to the success of people around them. They make more space to think through their goals, their dreams, and their plans before they jump into action. And they may wrestle with big questions and self-doubt, but in facing these, it enables them to express a more vulnerable, honest side of themselves. In processing their own self-doubt, that means that they're no longer trying to project an image if they're processing their own self-doubt. They're being honest with the doubts that they have that have motivated them historically to project an image um, and to not feel like they could just authentically be themselves. Um, so there's a wrestling that happens at type six, um, but it it's really, really healthy. They can also take on the unhealthy traits of type six and and, and have struggle with anxiety as they're questioning things, as they're processing self-doubt, anxiety can come up, which is not something threes typically deal with. Um, so it would feel very unnatural and, um, overwhelming. And so, you know, and that can easily be even a spiritual attack as the three is facing their fears and getting in touch with their emotions and growing, being attacked with anxiety in that place, mm-hmm. um, is very, it, 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 it makes sense. It's, it's part of that process. So for them just growing in their mental health, um, is part of that process as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they may also struggle to trust others and lead with a suspiciousness in creating new connections as they lean in more into that, that type six side of themselves. And they're really thinking through things more. They're, they're facing their fears and getting in touch with their emotions. They're seeing the world more honestly. They're, they're prioritizing 
the goals of others over their own and really choosing not just to pursue their own goals and success, which they still should do. There's nothing wrong with that, but also empowering others as they go that, Mm -hmm. um, they're laying down their own image in order to do that. But that also means that they're going to be really, really intentional about who they trust. And they tend to have like a a suspiciousness um, of the six that that we see very clearly in a type six, where a three most naturally is very optimistic Mm -hmm. and very trusting of people. And so um, may even revert to, to the unhealthy side of six after being hurt or feeling betrayed. Um, and have an unhealthy distrust of others. That makes it hard for them to connect. That's so true. I can relate to that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like once you're hurt, then you're like, "Mm, I don't know if I can trust anybody anymore. Yeah. Been (laughs) there. (laughs) In in like very specific categories though. It doesn't doesn't just happen like, oh, I was hurt in this area, so I'm not going to trust anyone. It's like, I remember going through my first breakup and being like, I don't know if I can trust anyone to have my relate like a relationship with, but like my friends and you know everybody yeah. else. But it was just like, guys, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think if you trust someone in an area and then you feel betrayed in that area, it's so much harder to to not approach that with a high level of suspicion Mm -hmm. or even just yourself oh yeah because you feel like oh what what makes me think that I'm gonna be able to discern this this time really leaning into that um trying to protect yourself and so thinking of every possible situation that could go wrong um yeah that's a big and even that that type six characteristic of you are analyzing it, you are thinking through it, you are trying to figure out, thinking through what could be wrong, but then not trusting your own conclusions because you chose wrong last time. So it makes you think you're going to choose right this time. Yeah. But really you are utilizing like very solid like processing skills mm-hmm. and you can trust not, you know, with wisdom, like you do want, you, you want to like ask your friends for advice or ask for, um, you know, and, and go about decision-making prayerfully, but Mm. you don't have to be scared of your own decisions. I remember not trusting myself like at all. It was like, okay, no, Mm. you need to like have some confidence, you know? And so it's, it's not like, it wasn't like, oh, don't be prideful. It was like, oh, like, believe in yourself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like you maybe know? just give you, extend yourself a little bit of confidence here that you do, you are actually a smart, insightful person. And yeah, it's good. Yeah. So that is type three paths. We did it. We did it. It was a rough road, man. <laughs> I feel like that was a lot for me. I need to go like journal right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Journaling would be good. Yeah. You are not thinking journal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was self-editing for sure. Oh, man. Maybe, like, journal with a glass of wine. Yes. <laughs> there you go, being honest. Yeah. That's definitely what, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, this has been super fun. I love these episodes that we get to do on Type 3 where... <laughs> You get to kind of like... I just feel like, yeah, like I need to like pick my heart back up and just like sew it back into my chest because it just fell out. 
there at some well, point. Hopefully you guys are experiencing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to know, am I, am I just like the only three out here that's really feeling this? Yeah. So if you also are feeling like Amanda and feel seen and understood in ways that you, you didn't recognize these different parts of your personality, this is a new way of talking about the Enneagram that you've never heard before, please let us know. Leave a review on iTunes, leave a comment on YouTube, like, and subscribe, um, and follow us at originality podcast on Instagram and at just loves personality, my personal, uh, Enneagram page where I share all kinds of fun Enneagram related content. It's really good. It's really good. I, I actually always interact like (laughs) not even like as like someone connected to the podcast, but I'm just always like, Oh, this is super fun. It's so much fun. I love creating this content. So, um, thank you guys for those of you who have been following along, who have been a part of sharing and building this podcast. It means so much to me and I can't express enough gratitude for those of you who've been a part of this, especially from the beginning, who've been such a support and really believed in me. And, and here we are, we have a video podcast. This is so much fun. This is fun. So I like to close out our time together with a quote from C.S. Lewis. No man who bothers about originality will ever be original. Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth, you will become original without ever having noticed it. Until next time.